welcome back, everyone, to the Be Fit Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Connor Murphy. And today's buzzword or buzzwords, um, if you read the title, it is, was or is COVID good for the fitness industry? Now, disclaimer, am I saying in any way that COVID is a good thing? No, I'm not saying that. I know there's been a lot of, you know, these last few years have been very difficult for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And I'm not here to say, hey, COVID was, was good. You know, if you had a close relative pass away or had some, some hardships on it, I'm, I'm not here to say, hey, that, that wasn't, you know, tough or it was good because of this reason. What I'm talking about strictly is now is were, was what happened with COVID or what is happening good for the fitness industry? And my answer is yes, because of the amount of personal responsibility that people are starting to take for their own health. There's a lot of different factors out there. And, and again, disclaimer, this is, this is from articles that I've read. This is from studies that I've read. This is from uh, news and information that have been passed along to me. I didn't, I didn't do any of this stuff. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I can read. And, and during a lot of this, you realized, well, who was, who was the most protected from COVID? Not talking about different variants, but, but who was like the most protected? And it seemed though the answer across the board was, well, the healthier you were, the less likely to, one, get infected, two, have serious conditions from that infection. In the, in the mortality rate of people who had COVID, it was significantly increased when people had comorbidities, when people had chronic diseases that were on top of it. So when people were not as healthy, man, they were having a tough time with it. So if, if we talk back to two podcasts ago, I talked about the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum that comes from the what is CrossFit lecture from the CrossFit level one seminar. When we talk about that, and essentially if you, if you weren't here for it, we had sickness on this side, we had fitness on this side, and it was a big loop and we had wellness right in the middle. And we would judge your, your health at that snapshot in time off of where we could place your markers at. So someone who had a, a, a lot of, of general healthy markers from, we talked about resting heart rate, we talked about uh, blood pressure, we talked about cholesterol, we talked about a lot of these things. And people who had a lot of their or most of their numbers at fit were considered fit. And people who had a lot of these what are now considered chronic diseases or comorbidities, um, they were struggling, they were at sick. And if I'm going to look at from here, if I were to plot, hey, where's the average American? Where's the average American going to sit on that, that continuum? Uh, maybe this is uh, <clears throat> you know, a, a negative way to look at it. But I think people are going to be a lot closer to sick in general, overall. So it is to no surprise that you know, in the fitness industry now, people are like, well, I, you know, I've got to take care of myself. I've got to make decisions to where if something like this were to happen again, I'm not going to be at sick and fall to a potentially kind of fatal area in this. So when I say, was COVID good for the fitness industry? COVID wasn't good in any sort of way. But what it did 
is it made people take responsibility of their own health into their own hands. There's a lot of other things that you can do. There were different pills. There were different medications. There were vaccines. There were masks. There were mandates. There were social distancing. There was a lot of different stuff. But the common denominator was going to be your own health. And yes, we're talking about the rule, not the exception. You know, if, if, if you knew someone who was, oh, this person was the beacon of fitness and they still passed away from it. Again, I'm not talking about the exception here. I'm sorry to have heard that. But if I were to ask you this question, I want you to answer it genuinely and to the best of your knowledge. If the entire world was healthier, fitter, took care of themselves better, ate meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, and they kept intakes to levels that, that supported exercise but not body fat, and they, and they exercised more and they took care of their health, would, at have, would it have had as big of an impact? Would there have been as many deaths? Not to say that it wouldn't have happened at all, but if people took care of themselves, would it have, would it have been better for, for us as a whole society? The answer to that is yes. And if you think the answer to that is no, if, if it didn't matter, then, then we can have a discussion in the comments about why, you, why your thoughts are that way. And I'm not saying that, hey, hey you're, you're wrong for having that kind of thought process, but I do want to open up to where I, I want now, not to say it's, it's over or done, but I want now people to take responsibility of their own health. You, right now, if you're listening to this, if you're a trainer, if you're an athlete, if you consider yourself nothing of the above, if you haven't exercised in the last 10 years, listen, start, start somewhere, do something. I'm not selling you Connor's 90-day program to make you safe from COVID. That's not what I'm selling here. That's not what I'm doing here. In fact, I don't even have a program that would, one, do that. Two, that's even available for you to purchase. But what I am saying is now it's time for you to take responsibility for your own health. No one else is going to do it for you. Government is not going to do it for you. You need to take responsibility. And especially in the Boston area, there are so many different fitness professionals or health professionals or people who are willing to help you get there. But they can't do it for you. You The age old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's like at some point in time, you need to say, Hey, I, I don't want to have disaster happen to me for whatever reason, for whatever your motivation. If you're healthier and you have children, if something comes along or you, or, or you test positive or, or get COVID, are you better for them if you are a beacon of fitness? Yeah. If you don't care and you've made excuses your whole life and... I'm not saying your excuses are invalid. I, I am, however, saying they're probably irrelevant. Everyone has things going on. Not everyone has the opportunity to train 12 hours a day, to work in a gym and to do that. But if you start prioritizing your health and your fitness and what you're putting in your body and what you're doing for exercise, doesn't matter what it looks like. It's going to be better than what you're currently doing now if you're not prioritizing that stuff.
I know it's it's kind of buzzwords that I said here, and <clears throat> some people may be upset at um, if they had lost someone. Or, I mean, many people to you know to the coronavirus, to COVID, and there's a lot of fingers that can be pointed. But I remember I was in the military and someone said this once. They're like, every time you point a finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And it's silly because you look at it and you're like, here's my finger and here's three others that are pointing back at me. But it's like, is there something that you can do to put yourself in a better position? Are people now realizing, I need to take this shit seriously. I need to go sign up for X person's class, who, by the way, has been grinding to survive over the last two years to provide a product that can help other people survive literally over the last two years. Maybe this is more of a shout out to the fitness professionals, the people that I, I've worked with at the Reebok headquarters, Jim, you know, Denise Thomas, Austin Maliolo, Kevin O'Connell, Pete O'Donnell, Caitlin McDonough, I mean, there's so many people whose, whose passion was to help people. Some people are like, oh, that person was a little too intense. I like this person's training style. This person was great. I loved the, the cycle class they did. Oh, man, I got into CrossFit with Austin. It's great. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, whatever it is, they are there for you. And the trainers that have been hounding you and DMing you and talking to you and your family members who are afraid to bring it up because it can hurt your feelings, they're doing the right thing. But it can't be them that they don't do it for you. It has to be your responsibility. And if everyone starts taking it a lot more seriously, their own health, regardless of a global pandemic, things are going to start to look better. For you and for everyone else around you. It's scary. It's scary to think for me. There's people in my life. That I'm close with. That fell a little further towards the sickness scale. Than the fitness scale. <clears throat> you know people. Not to sound. Uh, I don't know if conceited is the right word. Probably something along those lines. But the people that I know. That have been training consistently in a CrossFit affiliate. Over the last decade those weren't really the people I was worried about. But I do have a lot of very close friends that, that aren't in that and that don't necessarily take their health and wellness as seriously. Those are the people I worry about. Those are the people that I was reaching out to. I have a friend, a uh, very close friend. His name is, uh, his name, can, I t- can I say names? Is that, I don't, yeah, sure. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Uh, his name is Bubba Haggard. Uh, well, his first name is really Nesbitt, but we all call him Bubba. Uh, been a dear friend of mine for a very long time. When you look at the general statistics of um, who is more at risk for COVID, you would notice that as the age went up, uh, so did the the, the um, mortality rate. It was like that was as part of the percentage thing. Now I always joke about Bubba, you know, being very old. Um, <clears throat> if you're older than Bubba, and I say old in this one, uh, I'm sorry, but he, you know, in that scale was was. Closer to 60 than any of my other friends. Yet I wasn't, wasn't calling Bubba every day to be like, hey man, is everything okay? Because Bubba competed in the CrossFit Games for five years as a master, had as a professional boxing match under his belt. We've been doing jujitsu together for the last year. He'll do, 
He'll do training with his wife, Lori. Uh, they go to Everybody Fights. They do. I mean, they're, they're all around in the Boston area. They are active people. They care, they care about what they're putting into their bodies. They're not eating a lot of processed foods, not eating a lot of, like I always say, processed, refined sugars, liquid sugars, processed carbohydrates, not eating a lot of that. So their health markers are towards fit. I'm not worried about them. <clears throat> if every single person had taken the responsibility that they had, we may be in a better situation. Now, I don't want it to sound like I'm like blaming those people like, hey, if you didn't take your health seriously, you're the reason why this happened. But if you can come out of this and now have a newfound passion or motivation to train, not just because you want to look good naked, not just because you want to pop the top down at M Street Beach and have everyone be like, damn. Maybe because you're like, okay, yeah, this is something that's very serious. Strong people are harder to kill. Fit people are harder to kill. It's been a slogan for a long time. I think it was coined by CrossFit. I remember seeing shirts that were like, strong people are harder to kill. And everyone's like, yeah. And then the situation like this comes out and you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Something even, even more sudden and more dramatic can happen in a, in a car crash. <clears throat> the stronger you are and the healthier you are, the better your chances of survival. I'm not saying that it makes you invincible for that type of stuff. I lost my brother. I lost my best friend in a motorcycle accident. He was part of the beacon of fitness. I'm not saying that it's like, oh, once you do this, you're invincible. But I'll tell you what, it's increasing your odds. So why not? I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Maddie and Carly Byron right now because they're like, okay, Connor is so crazy with like, that doesn't mean that from here on out, you don't have a, a, a single cheat meal or a single, you know, you don't have to go like liver king way to where it's like all I eat are animals that I kill and I eat the entire thing and I, you know, get this amount of vitamin D and I sit in ice baths all the time. Like that's great, but you need to get yourself, you need to look at where you're at on the scale and you need to start getting all your markers moving towards fit. And if you're doing that, then you get yourself a little bit of leeway. Then you get to eat the damn cake. Now, along the way, you can do that. But if that's what you're doing all the time and it's like, oh, I, I've deserved this or I can do this, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm going back on that same rant of the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, but it's going to put you in a better spot. And if you want to know how to do that, go find the trainer that's been reaching out to you. And if there hasn't been one, go find one in your area. Type in fitness near me. Whatever it says, go do it. If you don't like it, try something else. And continue to do that and continue to, to find you know, more ways to, to keep yourself healthy and to get your biomarkers moving in the right direction. Because it can save your life. Maybe we should talk about like quality of life too. Maybe we should talk about you know, some, some of the less serious effects of it. Are you worried to go on a hike with your friends? Because you're like, shit, my friends are kind of fit and, uh, and I'm not that fit. So you know, I don't want to go on this hike because I can't hang with them. It's like, that could be a reason. Like I'm going to train so I can participate in more things. Do you walk up the stairs to work and are fucking exhausted when you get to the top? Yeah, is the answer to that. If you've ever come to a class at the Grand, like 
Mm, I take the stairs a lot. I kind of want to take the elevator. And every time I'm at the top, it's like I'm, I'm like hook gripping the top of my pants because I'm exhausted on there. So maybe I need to do that more often. Maybe I need to have a better capacity in that. It's like those are like the small things. It's like it can improve the quality of your life. You can do more stuff. You can last longer in activities like skiing or something. It's actually a funny one. A uh, guy I trained down in St. Thomas, uh, his whole, like granted, he, he was feeling better. He was losing weight. He was looking better. His, his back didn't hurt, like all these great things. But he would tell me, he's like, I don't care about this except for my ability to ski. And he comes back from his first ski trip after we were training for three months and he was like, awesome. Whole runs all the way down, no breaks. My friends were stopping. I was zipping through there. It's like cool, man. Fist bump in my head. I'm like, well, you're healthier and fitter now. His head, he, he was just like, I want to ski better. Cool. Find yourself a ski better program. It turns out you'll probably be a uh, a better person, better human, better dad, better friend. Focus on that stuff. Fill your own cup up. Get your health moving in the right direction. You may find the motivation to continue to help other people or you um, may just improve the quality of your life yourself. So back to it, was COVID good for the fitness industry? I don't know. That depends on what you do with it now. It depends on if you can take that into consideration and say, hey, here's what I could have done to protect myself better if you got really sick or I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't end up getting sick, but if I would have, what would have happened? Was I afraid of this because my markers weren't good? Could it be good? Yeah, it could be. If that's, if that's that, boom, if that's that moment that you're like, I need to take care of myself. So it's up to you. Go do it. I always feel like I get on these soapboxes. I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much all I've got for you. We, uh, tune in next week. We've got an incredible guest coming on. Um, a little bit different than a lot of the people we've had on so far. But I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy a different perspective and someone who has just a plethora of experience in the training world and in the world of, of traveling on the road, tour training more than me, way more, and really, really unique and, and beauty of a human. So if you don't like what I said this week, tune in next week. It'll be someone else. But outside of that, um, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, follow Big Night Fitness where we post a lot of this stuff. Um, any feedback is, I'm always open for feedback. If you want to talk, we can talk in the comments about stuff. If you want to email me, we can, we can work on that stuff as always. So thank you guys. 